It is indeed uh, Metro FM Talk uh, with myself, Ayabong Atau. We're here on the Mighty Metro. 19 minutes it is now before uh, uh, 8 p.m. And uh, we uh, take a look at uh, what's happening at the National Carrier, South African Airways. Now, many of you would know sometime last week uh, we had uh, the uh, green light being given to the business rescue plan that has been put together by uh, Dongwana and Madison uh, at the uh, National Carrier. And uh, a lot of conversation has happened since. Uh, and uh, I guess uh, the big question... All of the question marks are really around where some of the money is going to be coming from. Uh, this after Minister of Public Enterprises, Provin Gordon, uh, and uh, Finance Minister Tito Mboweni wrote to the practitioners uh, suggesting that the government would mobilize uh, some of the funding for SAA and uh, I guess uh, the process uh, really requiring some of this money to restart the airline, settle some of the liabilities, uh, but also pay off some of the severance packages. Sam Kokeli speaks on behalf of the uh, department and joins me now on the line. Mshagaz, Gunjad. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. And I want to speak to start off. Uh, you know, I was speaking to uh, Irvin Jim and Zazan uh, Zibanyoni last week. And uh, I guess the big question I was asking them was it's all good and well, Basil, you know, the, the green light given by creditors for the business rescue plan. It's something entirely different uh, to go and find some of the money needed. Uh, to uh, bring this stage of SAA to a close and hopefully open up the space for a new airline. When Minister Gordon and Minister Mboweni say they're going to mobilize the funds, for some of us who might not be familiar with what that might mean, uh, what does that mean? Uh, thank you, Ayabonga, uh, and good evening to the listeners of uh, Metro FM. Last week was an important milestone in the business rescue process. You remember it's been a very painful uh, seven, eight months uh, period uh, with a lot of uh, uncertainty. You remember when SA, the FAA board decided to take the bold uh, step to uh, have the company placed uh, in, in rescue. We didn't have COVID to the extent uh, that uh, we now do. Our finances as a nation uh, were fragile, but the situation has since uh, gotten worse. So as the government considers uh, what it has to do uh, to restructure the airline, it has the responsibility as a single shareholder uh, to carry the financial burden uh, with uh, what uh, has to be done. So in terms of the timeline set out by the business rescue practitioners, last week the government had to give a solid uh, indication of what it has to do. So the two ministers came together and uh, committed uh, the government to um, help mobilize our funds uh, in order uh, to meet uh, the deadline of the business rescue practitioners and also to satisfy all those needs. And the government uh, did that. Now we are at the next stage of looking at what has to happen uh, with uh, the uh, rescue process itself. And the government still has the duty uh, to put in the money uh, that uh, is required. There are a number of options so, so, about Sam, it in power. Just a quick one, just a quick one before we get to, to maybe some of the other steps. I mean, how, how solid an undertaking is this? And uh, what I mean by that question is maybe sort of what is the uh, a margin in that commitment for the funds not materializing? I mean, when you say you want to mobilize funds, it's something entirely different to committing funds, especially if you're a finance minister. Now, I wouldn't uh, play around uh, with uh, the solid wording uh, that uh, they put uh, in the government uh, letterhead and the two ministers who have a great deal of credibility behind uh, their uh, step and in the various portfolios uh, they've had uh, in government. What they now have to do is go through the various uh, processes. Part of the restructuring of SAA, it op provides us with an opportunity to have a strategic uh, equity uh, partners. 
and there has mm. been a solid uh, interest expressed uh, by private uh, players who want to be part uh, of this difficult yet exciting uh, opportunity. So the government has to look around and consider uh, what uh, options uh, they are. And I've seen, for example, uh, people talk about a 10 billion rand figure, and it's a scary number uh, when you consider the history we have uh, with SAA. It's a company that hasn't performed uh, very well, and we understand that South Africans are, are anxious or even nervous about uh, what uh, has uh, to happen. So the money required is not 10 billion rand uh, in one day that, uh, that must be uh, handed over. Uh, it's money that is required over a period of time and uh, different stages uh, of the restructuring. But what we have to consider here is the role that aviation plays uh, in our economy. Uh, it yes, could be yes. in the context of our COVID itself, and that uh, SAA now has an opportunity to play quite a significant role in South Africa, but also as a regional player uh, that could serve as some sort of a regional hub in moving technology and moving uh, medicine that is, is required. I mean, if you look at the, the, our own uh, aviation sector in South Africa, how the kind of hit that is taken uh, on COVID, it has hit private players, it has hit uh, the public uh, entities, SAA, SAA Express. So there is a big problem there. And the, in terms of the, the modern economy we're trying to, to solidify, you find that aviation is quite an important uh, player. It links up so many uh, industries. For example, the figures that are last saw where it contributed 3.2%. To GDP, uh, with uh, employing up to half a million uh, people, when you consider the uh, downstream mm. uh, activities, and so the importance of that is that the government is looking beyond just uh, SAA, but it's about sure, sure. Uh, helping uh, create a dynamic uh, aviation uh, industry mm. that can contribute to a number of issues. There's the issue of uh, transformation. Uh, in uh, aviation, I mean, the new airline has a very specific uh, mandate uh, in terms of our uh, transformation uh, of the aviation industry. We want to see more uh, black pilots uh, in, in the industry. We want to see more women playing quite a significant role. But most importantly, we want to actually turn a new page, moving away from the history we've had of state capture, of poor management. So we want South Africa to see this is an opportunity for the restructuring of state entities that people have been calling for in the past yeah. two years. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 sorry, man. Uh, actually, I, I mean, I, I found sort of what you're saying quite interesting because uh, I think there's, there's a lot of clues we've heard about what the new airline might look like. Uh, one of those clues, uh, as you've given us, is about, I guess, the governance part of it, uh, and even questions of transformation would fit into that. And maybe the other one is uh, we also have been given some sense of what the starting headcount might look like uh, based on uh, the number of workers that will be placed on the trainee layoff scheme. Uh, and uh, I guess, uh, you know, kudos on saving some of those jobs there. What we probably haven't heard as much about, which uh, a lot of people want to know in any aviation space, the kind of fleet that you're going to be carrying and more importantly, the route network. Uh, because uh, one would think that those are the drivers of uh, whatever margins, paper thin as they might be, uh, an entity uh, or the new SAA might be making. Yeah, and that's going to be uh, quite important. I mean, we, the government hasn't uh, committed uh, itself to an over-ambitious uh, plan uh, that it may not uh, be able uh, to fund. We're going to be starting with a, a quite a, a small uh, fleet uh, it, it taking off, and the staff numbers are around. It's the number of uh, the takeoff uh, staff is about a thousand. Uh, employees and there are thousands employees that will be part of a, a layoff scheme or they'll be uh, followed, hopefully to be employed as the uh, airline uh, takes off and 
but the biggest issue here is the COVID uh, environment and the uh, demand uh, itself, and that determines uh, the number of uh, these uh, commercial issues. So these are some of the issues that the new management that has to come in into uh, FAA, they have to deal with. Last week, uh, we announced the appointment uh, of the uh, interim uh, CEO, uh, Philip Saunders, somebody who's known uh, in the markets, in the aviation uh, industry, who came into FAA as a great CV uh, of three decades of uh, commercial uh, leadership uh, in a big uh, entity, uh, British Airways, and running uh, a smaller uh, airlines in various parts uh, of the world. So what we now will see in the next step is the appointment uh, of a new board uh, that will work with uh, Mr. Saunders and they will put together a, a very good a senior leadership team that represents our aspirations, but most importantly, the demographics of this country. Okay, let's pause there for a second, Sam. Take a quick break. When we come back, and uh, Funas Tetang, yes, subsidiaries here. I want to hear what's happening to SA Cargo, SA Technical, uh, Mango, and uh, the latest at SA Express. Yabon and Mapipe, over the weekends, uh, a few adverts there that uh, make it seem like a lot of things are happening at SA Express. And when we come back, I'd love to hear some of those issues from you. I'm in conversation with Sam Kokeli. He speaks on behalf of the Department of Public Enterprises. Let's take this brief break. Eight minutes it is before 9 p.m. You tuned into Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro with myself, Ayabong Akdawe. We're in conversation with the Department of Public Enterprises, and I'm joined by the spokesperson at the department, Sam Kokeli, to speak about some of the happenings there. And many of you would be familiar with what's happening there, a process of, uh, I guess, from the ashes of the old SAA, uh, the emergence of a new phoenix there, uh, the new SAA rising from the ashes there. And I guess, Sam, the other question many people uh, would be having is about uh, some of the uh, other subsidiaries within the SAA banner. I think a lot of us like to think, uh, at least of all in the public domain, that SAA is uh, what retails as SAA, but there are many other subsidiaries, SAA Technical, Cargo, Business, Mango, uh, and uh, SA Express. Just give us a sense of what's happening there with the different assets. We do know that uh, the cargo business has continued, uh, uh, notwithstanding COVID-19 uh, in some respects, and uh, I guess uh, that's where some of the revenue might be coming during this difficult moment. What's happening with the rest? Yeah, thanks uh, for that uh, opportunity, uh, and also quite an important uh, question. It as, I mean, somebody would really cross their fingers when they considered uh, the downside to this uh, or the, other, the alternative angles to this uh, business rescue. For example, had it failed, what would have happened uh, to these uh, subsidiaries of um, SAA? And they're quite good uh, companies. I mean, if you look at uh, Mango, uh, uh, SAA uh, Technical, just to explain SAA sure. Technical and the, the role they play, just beyond just servicing. Uh, the equipment uh, that uh, SAA uses, but the industry uh, dep it, it depends on uh, SAAT uh, for repairs and you find your commerce and, and other companies, even uh, international companies uh, that uh, do the South African uh, route will rely on that. So it's quite an important uh, company uh, under the SAA group uh, banner. So the risk of liquidation would potentially see uh, the state uh, being very nervous about uh, these are very good uh, public uh, uh, assets, notwithstanding the fact that the state would have to uh, pay uh, the government uh, guaranteed uh, debt, but also more costs uh, for the liquidation, then you go on to uh, more and more and more uh, negatives uh, around uh, the situation. So now, when you look at what is it uh, that we have here, we have very good uh, companies, uh, some of them uh, could have been uh, mismanaged uh, in the past, but they remain uh, very uh, important uh, businesses. So uh, hopefully uh, it all goes well, 
uh, with the restructuring of uh, FAA, uh, then the positive uh, spin-offs is that uh, your company, sister companies like your Mango uh, get uh, to uh, benefit uh, from uh, this uh, great uh, new revival uh, of an important uh, player in South African uh, business and politics. Yeah, I mean, I guess the, the other concern is that post-COVID, the aviation environment is an entirely different reality to what it was prior to COVID-19. I mean, uh, in the new SAA, would you want to carry all of those subsidiaries with you into the new entity? I mean, Air Chefs, SAA Technical, Cargo, Mango, uh, or are you considering some form of consolidation here? Because I would think that some of them would be servicing the same uh, sort of market segments or even doing the same routes. Uh, and therefore, on that basis, it wouldn't make sense to be having, uh, you know, a uh, sort of uh, a replicated fleet when you're servicing the same markets. Yeah, yeah, I agree with your sentiments around it. But when you look at the potential routes with FAA and also the realization that South Africa needs a set of airlines. So you could have South African Airways being the umbrella airline and with your mango carrying on, it's a different segment of the economy and doing various routes regionally, giving South African Airways the good chance to focus on the domestic routes, but also strengthen its position as a regional uh, carrier and then to carry on doing uh, international uh, routes. But the other companies wouldn't necessarily uh, compete uh, with uh, FAA because I mean, they provide a very good uh, service uh, as uh, partners to FAA, but also they service uh, the aviation uh, industry uh, broadly and uh, generally. But I mean, the economy we're looking at might change. Uh, all the indications are that uh, people are thinking about uh, innovation and their uh, ways mm-hmm. to diversify. So if you have a company like SASF uh, with a good uh, management, I mean, they need to look around at the opportunities uh, around the economy, look at the strengths uh, they have. So there will be opportunities uh, around, but the, clearly the environment is going to be a very uh, difficult one. Sam, how much is government willing to cede here? I mean, about uh, strategic equity partners, uh, expressions of interest, and uh, we saw something similar on the part of SA Express in the Sunday papers. Uh, when we think about the end point of this journey towards a new airline, how much is government willing to concede here? Is government considering, as we saw with Telcom a few years ago in the partial privatization there, an end point where government owns less than 50%, or are we still engaging even in the strategic equity partner conversation with a 51% plus kind of conversation in mind? But the government is not as fixated on the greater control uh, of the uh, new uh, FAA. And Telcom becomes a very, very good uh, example of a public uh, company that uh, is doing uh, very well uh, in the environment it has. And it's got uh, quite an interesting uh, a man of running an FAA, I'm sorry, an SOE compared to a number of the SOEs that have a, a terrible uh, history and a terrible uh, story of uh, failure and uh, poor uh, performance. Looking alone now with the, on, the, on, the, on the share, the price of uh, telecom in the past uh, three uh, months, when you compare it uh, to, the, to its peers, it, starts, uh, it gives you some confidence about the state's ability uh, to do things uh, that uh, it, it failed to do in the SOEs that it owns uh, on its own. So all the possibilities are out there. The state uh, will consider uh, that and what it needs uh, to do. But what is important is that we see 
private uh, sector players that are coming in, uh, bringing in the expertise and the technology that is required to turn around uh, this FAA story into a story of, of positivity. It's a story of a new South Africa that is able to, uh, to turn around the difficulties, the kind of difficulties we've seen uh, with state capture and uh, corruption. But what we really ultimately want is a new airline that is very uh, dynamic and uh, eventually it becomes uh, profitable. That there was uh, Samum Kokeli, he is the spokesperson at the Department of Public Enterprises uh, and uh, giving us, I guess, uh, some clues here as uh, to uh, what kind of airline is set to emerge on the other side of this. Uh, I think if you are a student of uh, corporations and uh, what they do over time, this is a perfect case study. I mean, if you're doing a... A postgraduate program where you're looking at corporations that can morph and become very different things. Uh, certainly this is one example and uh, from its old said uh, Afrikaans Lechhava days right through to SAA, uh, the Coleman Andrews of the world to the to, Myeni to, era and now uh, to the prospect of a new airline under uh, 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 very trying and difficult conditions brought about by COVID-19 makes for the perfect setting uh, for a case study. I guess the other bigger question is are we going to see a happy ending here? And uh, your guess is as good as mine. And I have to leave it there. As always, a pleasure catching up with you, and we'll be back with you again tomorrow. Same time, same place, 9 p.m. is the time. The man with the music is standing by, and he's your soulful accompaniment uh, for the remainder of this day. Have yourself a great evening. Take strength, my Africa. Galenji Galanga, where we doff our hat to the legacy of Fumdana Wamaziz, Ochamakas Chato, Sibal Kulu.